Welcome to the Good Voice Collective, the show where we talk about culture, discuss theology, learn new perspectives, and grow in Christ. Each one of us has a unique voice, a unique perspective, and we want to use our voices for good. We're the Good Lion interns, and you're listening to the Good Voice Collective. We're all busy with different activities when the coronavirus interrupted our lives. We had our plans for spring break and summer plans were all mapped out. High school seniors were excited about prom and graduation. We all hoped the pandemic wouldn't last this long. But as the weeks went by, people reluctantly accepted the times and began canceling engagements such as weddings, baby showers, and birthday parties. Some got creative and celebrated in a non-traditional way. They did Zoom parties and drive through parties and so on. It's been 14 weeks since the mandate to stay home began. Now summer's here, people are cautiously gathering again. There are other tragedies and breaking news coming to the surface. We long to go back to normal, but every time we walk outside, we are confronted with the reality of a permanent change in our world, a turn in history. Some of the things that have made me confront this change have been wearing facial masks and social distancing. weeks ago, I had to do some errands. As I walked into Target, a woman almost ran me over with her cart. She quickly apologized. I instinctively looked up and smiled to reassure her that everything was okay. As I walked away, I realized I was wearing a mask. The woman could not see my reassuring smile. I imagined from her perspective, it looked as if I glared and walked away. Later on, on my way home, I stopped at the post office. A woman was walking out as I walked in. She dropped her mail. Again, I instinctively bent down to pick it up. However, as I reached for it, I began to wonder if my action was okay. I was worried she would be upset with me for touching her belongings, since we're supposed to keep our distance from each other. Everything was fine. She said thank you. However, These short moments still resonated within me. They triggered tears on my drive home. It seemed silly to me to cry over these interactions. Nevertheless, these moments made me stop and think. I thought about how sad it was that those worrisome thoughts had to even come into my mind as I interacted with people. That I had to second guess being kind. But that is our world right now. And as I was confronted with that change, in a way I mourned for the times that were passing away and I took in our new normal. Another thing that has recently made me stop and think are the protests and riots over social injustice. The topic is all around us, in the news, social media, and the people that surround us. Both of these events have captured our attention, like a tornado picking everything up in its path. 
The tornado doesn't care where you were going or if you had previous plans. It just comes and it takes you. And as you're up in the air, taken off your strategized path, it grabs your full attention and it makes you stop and think. And it feels uncomfortable because the path where your feet were has been shaken up. Ephesians 5, 15, 18 says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. The face of evil is more prominent these days. Sometimes we get caught up in our own thing. We forget this is not our permanent home. God has his will and plans of redemption for our world, and we get to be part of it. These tornado events are ones God can use to grab our full attention so that we may live thoughtfully and not aimlessly. The verse says to walk circumspectly. This word means to be watchful, careful, and well-considered. We can stop and consider what God is doing in our world right now. And in our world right now, there are many questions. We all want answers, but with so many contradictions, what can we truly believe? Here's the story of a man who sought the Lord in the midst of uncertainty. In the book of Daniel, chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar has a troubling dream. So he calls all the magicians, astrologers, and sorcerers, basically all the wise men of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar demands answers from them. He commands all the wise men of Babylon to reveal the dream itself and its interpretation. His reasoning behind such requests is to avoid being deceived by the wise men. It is a good tactic, but an impossible demand. As the king threatens their life, the wise men plead. There's not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. Therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. It is a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. There are many questions surrounding everything that is happening in our world right now. The pandemic, the cure for the virus, the effect of the pandemic, social injustice, elections, and other things that don't seem to ever get fully resolved. Only the gods can reveal the mysteries of our world. What I mean by this is that our salvation, our help, is outside our humanity. Some may be waiting for a human being or some other entity to have all the answers, but we know the true God, and so did Daniel. So King Nebuchadnezzar becomes furious at the wise men and sends out a decree to kill all of them. As the king's captain of the guard approaches Daniel's house to kill him and his friends, Daniel boldly asks the guard about the king's decree. I don't know if Daniel knew what was going on or if he just asked to gain some time, but either way, God gave him favor with the king's captain and with the king himself. Nebuchadnezzar ends up granting Daniel time to figure out the interpretation. So Daniel runs home and tells his friends that they are to seek the mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret, so that him and his friends might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. God answers their prayer and reveals to Daniel the dream and its interpretation. Daniel didn't know for sure he would receive the revelation of the dream. Nevertheless, he called on God's mercy. 
By doing so, he did not only save himself and his friends, he saved the rest of the wise men in Babylon. Daniel is a great example to follow during this time. Here's a man who has to fulfill an impossible task to save his life. In the face of his impending end, he knows where to go to find help. His only shot is to seek God. Nobody else has the answers. Instead of accepting defeat, he calls on God's mercy. It is always tempting to accept defeat, to just accept the way things are, yield into our impending end. I'm sure at times it seems easier, but it's not better than continuing to knock, seek, and ask. I have felt it too. I have felt the weight of uncertainty, helplessness, and fear. I have felt the anxiety of trying to figure out who is being honest and who is a liar, or who is right and who is wrong. We become like King Nebuchadnezzar, making an impossible demand, requesting from mere men what God alone can fulfill. But this is what made this story so timely for me. Before Daniel reveals the dream to the king, he tells him in verse 27, the secret you demanded cannot be revealed by any wise men, but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Let that sink in. This God in heaven is the God we seek and believe. When it all seems like it's out of our hands or we feel we can't change the course of things, we can always call on God's mercy. He holds the mysteries of this world. Our shepherd invites us to seek him in the questions, in the doubts. We can come and ask God about secret things, matters we don't understand, situations where no flesh can help. In verse 22, Daniel praises God by proclaiming, He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. No matter how evil the days become, or how dark our world becomes, all is not lost. It never gets too dark for God to see. Jesus is the light of the world. In verse 30, Daniel explains to Nebuchadnezzar, But as for me, this secret has not been revealed to me, because my wisdom is greater than that of any other living man. But in order to make the interpretation known to the king, and so that you may understand the thoughts of your mind. I think this verse is important to note because it encourages us to not disqualify ourselves from receiving revelations from God. Here Daniel reminds us that he's a regular guy. If he can seek God, we can seek God. We often like to put things out of our reach. When I first read about God revealing secrets, it sounded so big and important, which it is. But it made me think that if God were to reveal something to me, it had to be something I should be able to go and tell the president because it was going to solve everything. And I know it's silly, but sometimes our minds jump to those conclusions. And yes, to some he will reveal the vaccine for coronavirus. To legislators, he'll give specific wisdom to act upon social injustice. And let's pray for those things. But let's not neglect what God has revealed to us as his people and individually. As believers, we have been given the revelation of Jesus Christ. He who will come again, make all things new, and wipe every tear away. Some revelations may seem like they don't solve the big picture problems, but whatever he gives you to do, do it. It spreads the fragrance of Christ and his gospel. We are all in various positions in different circles of influence, and God has done that on purpose in his wisdom. So let's walk in the revelations we do have. 
going to finish up with the praise Daniel gave God after he received the revelation of the dream. It starts in verse 20, and it says, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. I thank you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might. Thanks for listening to the Good Voice Collective. This show was put together by the Good Line interns, and our editor and executive producer is Aaron Salvato. We are a proud part of the Good Line Podcast Network and CGN. You can find all our episodes and more great podcast content at their website, www.goodline.io. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope it makes you think, leaves you encouraged, and helps you walk closer to Jesus. Thanks for joining us. It's our hope here at the Good Voice Collective that we can be a collective of Christ followers who use our voices for God's kingdom. We hope we've inspired you to use your voice for good.